you know, just because you have an idea in your head, you still have to, you have to relate it, I guess, to other people. And so I think that was the most difficult part for me is getting an idea from my head and relating it to other people so that they can actually get it on paper, an actual functioning product, you know, Um, because you can create an idea in your head and it doesn't mean that it's going to function. So we Mm -hmm. had to get it to where it was actually a working product. Hi, I'm Tori Mystic, and you're listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast, the only show dedicated to supporting women in all areas of the pet industry. In this episode, I am talking to Josie Gonzalez, the inventor of a solution specially designed for people raising puppies. Her invention, the Puppy Nanny, looks like a stuffed animal dog, but It's equipped with six feeding nipples for nursing puppies. Josie came up with the idea when she was raising a litter of 11 pups who needed bottle fed, and she just did not have enough hands for all of that. With my recent foster work, I have heard so many stories about puppies who were separated from their mamas, and Josie told me that some mama dogs don't produce enough milk for their litter. For the right customer, Puppy Nanny is a must-have item. I enjoyed talking to Josie and hearing about how she's getting this new invention into the hands of breeders and rescues. We also talk a bit about the manufacturing process and what's next in the Puppy Nanny family. I love talking to entrepreneurs and inventors who create solutions like this. It's a very specific product, but when the right person is in need, this is a must-have. As you listen, think about your business and what you provide that is a must-have for a specific customer. If you don't do everything that you can to get your amazing product or service into their hands, you're actually robbing them of that experience. I know, that sounds a little dramatic, but this is a nugget of inspiration that I got from Marie Forleo when I went through her B-School program. Marie is always reminding me that the world needs that special gift that only you have. Maybe your special gift is bottle feeding six puppies at once. Or maybe it's a unique way of helping reactive dogs, or even the special touches you add to every order you send out. You need to make sure that the people who need what you got can find you. And if you need help doing that or help growing your business, Marie Forleo's B-School is a great program that has helped me grow my dream business. The program just got a total makeover with all new lessons and information for 2023. Personally, I cannot wait to see it. Enrollment is open right now. Go to wherewagrepeat.com slash bschool to learn more. And please reach out to me if you have any questions, big or small. I'm a proud graduate and affiliate for B-School, so if you enroll through my link, I will earn a commission, and that commission allows me to offer over $1,600 of Petpreneur bonuses, including one-on-one calls, group Zooms, a group chat during the duration of the program, and all kinds of other stuff. Reach out if you're interested in learning more, or just go straight to wherewagrepeat.com 
slash bschool to enroll today, and then I'll reach out to you with all of your brand spanking new bonuses. All right, now let's listen to this interview with Josie Gonzalez. Josie Gonzalez is the inventor of Puppy Nanny, a first-of-its-kind multi-puppy feeding system. When her family boxer unexpectedly became pregnant and gave birth to 11 puppies, mama was not producing enough milk for the entire litter, and that left her human family with the responsibility of bottle feeding. Josie wasn't able to find anything at local pet stores that could help with this issue, especially dealing with so many puppies, so she invented the puppy nanny. Hi, Josie. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you on here. Um, We actually met in person back in August, or I I guess I met your husband. (laughs) I feel like I met you, but I met your husband back at Super Zoo last August. And I was just like pulled to your table, to your booth, because this is a very unique looking product that you have. So tell our listeners, what is a puppy nanny? So yes, she is very unique. We had so many people come to our table and they just walked by and they just laughed and they had come back to, you know, they're like, is that a plush dog with nipples? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's exactly what she is. Um, But it got a lot of people, it got a lot of questions, you know, um, just because she is a very unique product. Um, So Puppy Nanny, she is a multi-puppy feeder. Um, she helps aid in feeding multiple puppies when they're having to be nursed. Um, so being in that situation, we were having to nurse the 11 puppies. Um, we were out to find, or we, we went to our local pet store to find something that would help us. Um, because if you've ever been in a situation, you know, that, um, it's very time consuming. It's so exhausting and it really takes more than one person. And so I didn't have that um, option because we had people, you know, kids going to school, uh, husband going to work. That left me with the responsibility all alone. And so, of course, I was out there trying to find something to help me because um, I was exhausted. It was it was exhausting. I mean, I that's like having a whole bunch of babies at yes, one time. Yes. And feeding them every two to three hours. It was, oh, my goodness. It was a nightmare. And so um, so I didn't find anything. And so I thought, well, surely there has to be. So I went on the, you know, I went on the internet trying to find something. And there were, um, there were a few alternatives, um, but I had read the reviews and they hadn't worked. And um, people just said, you know, um, they they had their, you know, complaints of, of how it didn't function correctly or the way it needed to, you know, the way they thought it would. And so I just thought, well, there has to be a, you know, let's make a better design to this. So there, you know, I just kind of started drawing it up and uh, doing a little prototype here at the house. And um, after trial and error and many, many times of, you know, redesign, I finally came up with the puppy nanny. And what she is, is she's a plush, uh, she's a plush dog and she mimics the mother. She does have a half liter silicone bladder insert um, that have the six nipples for feeding six puppies at once. And the insert goes inside of her. She also comes with the heating pad because um, along with feeding, there's also the issue of keeping the puppies warm. And so they have to stay at a certain temperature, you know, so that they're able to survive um, the temperature that the mama normally would provide. And so we provide that with the heating element 
you know, um, underneath that does come out. Um, so you can, you know, uh, clean it, wash it, whatever you need to. Um, so yeah, she's pretty much a whole feeding system. She feeds the puppies and she warms them and then she offers comfort and, and, uh, companionship at the same time for puppies that don't, you know, have their mamas there. It's such a cool idea. Um, and you know, I love things like this that are, I mean, I, I have to say the word birthed out of necessity, (laughs) um, just because it makes sense in this situation, but this really was birthed out of necessity. And, um, I love that you call it her, that you keep referring to she, um, because it just, it really kind of makes it seem like she really is like the little stand-in surrogate mama. Yes. Yes. She really is. It's really cool. And I also love the idea. I was going to ask you if there was a heating element too. So the puppies, you know, they can kind of like cuddle up with her (laughs) when they're done eating. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we've, you know, done our testing and whenever we were done feeding the puppies, um, they actually felt the warmness underneath the plush and kind of just cuddled up against her, like just naturally. It just kind of happened, you know, all organically. And we were like, wow, we didn't even have to put them under there. They kind of just, you know, felt where the warmness was coming from and they kind of just cuddled up and found it themselves. So that was really awesome for us too, because normally, you know, they'll go into the mom and they'll try to find, you know, a place to stay warm. And they did the same thing with Puppy Nanny. So we're it's, really excited. Yeah. It seems like when you're trying to develop a product like this, you would really have to see it in action with real puppies because whatever your idea of like what might work and what might not work, it really doesn't matter because they're animals, they're That's puppies, right. they're going to like instinctually know what to do. That's right. And and the fact that they just knew that was just letting us further know that we were you know, it was a good idea. We were on the right track um, just because it just happened so naturally. And that's what we want. You know, that's what ultimately we wanted for Puppy Nanny is we just didn't want to put a product out there that was just um, just some kind of, you know, synthetic product. We wanted to, we wanted the puppies to feel um, a sense of, you know, it being natural for them. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not just providing nutrients, it's providing comfort as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So when you were looking and you saw these other products that like didn't have great reviews, were they um, were they also kind of like plushy things with nipples on them? Or were they kind of more, I don't know, like hard surface kind of things? It was more of a hard surface um, product, um, something that, you know, it just wasn't a you know, really natural for the, for the puppy, um, something that wouldn't feel natural to the puppy. Um, so it, I did not come across anything that was plush. Um, that was just, um, something that I designed so that the puppy would feel, um, the presence of a mother, I guess. Yeah. And so that they would feel kind of comforted, like they weren't being fed all by themselves, you know, so they wouldn't feel so alone. Um, you know, whenever we buy our pets, you know, their, their toys and things like that. It's to give them comfort so that they won't feel so alone. Um, some of us have our, you know, some of our pets have their favorite toy and they just, you know, they just cling to that thing and it's their security blanket. And that's kind of what we wanted puppy nanny to do also is to kind of be their security, why they fed. Um, so they would feel some kind of, you know, again, presence or security from the mama, just Um, the mama. 
kind of like a quick, like off topic story kind of related. My dog, Lucy, her favorite toy that we have is a life-size chocolate lab stuffed animal (laughs) that looks exactly like her. And (laughs) anytime (laughs) like someone came to my house the other day and they thought it was a real dog from a distance because it is life-size, like it really does look like another chocolate lab. Yes. And I've had this stuffed animal, Lucy's 11 years old and I've had it for probably 10 years. And we got it when I had my old dog, Lola, and this toy, we used to keep it at my mom's house. And um, that's just like where it was. So Lucy could like visit this toy (laughs) when we went over there and she was just obsessed with it. And I think that it smelled like our old dog, Lola, that she knew when she was a puppy. And so when my mom moved last year, she was like, you have to take this stuffed animal. I'm not moving it to my new house. (laughs) You have to take it to your house. So, so it came and it lives here now and Lucy is just obsessed with it. It is like a living thing to her. It is her best friend. She yes. loves it so much. Yes. And so I could see like, they just, you know, some certain things. And I think especially when they do have that kind of like lifelike look to them, I just feel like your, your pet really can have a really deep bond with it. Yes. Yes. They really just get attached. Yeah, that's how she is. I don't know what we're ever going to do when this thing falls apart. I've repaired it so many times. Yeah. And it's probably the scent, you know, it keeps the scent. So it's a reminder to them, you know, this, this has this person, you know, this, this, this was my companion scent. Yes. And I think they really hold on to that. Um, That brings me to another, um, another issue with puppy nanny is whenever we, um, well, we actually tell our breeders because most of our breeders, they do have the mamas. Um, they just use the puppy nanny as an alternative um, for feeding just because maybe the mama wasn't producing enough milk or, you know, there was some kind of infection. But the mama is present. So what we tell our breeders is you can rub puppy nanny on on the mama because it gets her scent. And that will actually help the puppies to know, you know, like this is a feeding sort or this this smells like my mom, you know, um, and it also attracts the puppies to feeding off of puppy nanny. Yeah. Interesting. And so you mentioned breeders, is that your main, um, kind of target audience for this target Um, customer? It has really, really helped a lot of our breeders, um, that we've, you know, asked for testing with their puppies and things like that. And it's been a, you know, it's been a great help to them, but we also, you know, um, are interested in, in getting them to shelters because we know that they do a lot, a lot of, you know, um, of nursing and tube feeding, things like that. And so we would also, you know, like to share our product with them as well, which we actually donate um, one puppy nanny um, for every five cells that we get to a shelter um, wow. just to help them, you know, w- with all the time that they put in, you know, of their own, um, the fosters that, you know, that these puppies go to, um, some people, sometimes people just drop off their puppies, um, at the shelters and they're just like, well, we found these puppies, you know, they don't have a mom. And so they wind up, they try to get these, uh, fosters in there to, to nurse these puppies. And so we would really like to get puppy nanny, um, into their hands to help them with their time and things like that as well. Yeah. I, um, I recently started fostering for a rescue here in Pittsburgh and, um, I just had a, 
a dog. She was like 10 months old. So she was a little bit older, but she came up from Mississippi with two other litters of little puppies. Oh, wow. And one of the litters, um, the puppies were maybe like eight, seven or eight weeks old by the time they got here. But when they'd been rescued in Mississippi, one of the litters um, was found. The mom had just been hit by a car and all the puppies were like over on the side of the road. And it's so sad. And so I, like, I was instantly thinking of you and I'm like, I could really see how this would be so helpful in so many situations. Yes. That that is a very sad situation. Unfortunately, there's so many sad situations that I I try not to think about it too often. Um, Yes. But I know there's a lot of people that say, you know, well, why wouldn't the mama, you know, why wouldn't the mama be able to feed, you know, and, and we don't argue the fact that mama's milk is best. But, you know, unfortunately, there are situations like that that happen. Um, uh, the, the pet replacement milk um, industry, they are um, they are there um, because of situations like this, because, of course, the mama's milk is better. You know, it has more vitamins, things like that, it's more natural for them. Um, but, yes, unfortunately, um, these things happen. And when they do, um, you know, we have to use the pet replacement milk. And mm-hmm. so it's just better, um, more efficient to just go ahead and try to feed multiple at once. The other day, I got a voice memo asking me what makes B-School different than other online courses. Honestly, it's an online course with videos, PDFs, and weekly Zoom calls for six weeks. In that sense, it's pretty similar to every other course, but... When I got that question, I instantly thought of the moment when my jaw dropped in B-School. In 2021, I was going through the live session and I made it to a lesson about simplifying your website. After watching the video, checking out the resources and the FAQs, I still had a question that I couldn't figure out. So I took to the comments, explaining that I have a website for my blog, a different website for my courses, a different website for my online store. Should I streamline them all in one place? And would that even be possible? Well, what happened next floored me. One expert mentor chimed in with several paragraphs of personalized advice after checking out my site, well, actually all of my sites, (laughs) but she wasn't sure about the tech aspect of it all. So she tagged another expert mentor to get involved. That person gave me even more feedback and we all went back and forth a few times. They made sure my questions were answered and that I had a plan to move forward. If I wanted to hire those experts on their own, it would cost thousands. That is, if they even take one-on-one work. The personalized advice that they gave me in that comment thread made the cost of B-School 1,000% worth it. The program provides more support than anything I've ever done. You will never feel like an anonymous student who gets lost in the shuffle and forgotten about after six weeks. If you have questions or just want to celebrate your wins, Team Forleo, including myself, are there to support you. I hope that my honest feedback helps you and inspires you to check out B-School. This program really has the potential to change your business and change your life. You can enroll right now at wearragrepeat.com slash b-school. 
Enrollment is only open for a limited time. So please go check that out or reach out to me if you have any questions. Again, it is wherewagrepeat.com slash bschool. Let me explain what happened to our dog. She wasn't producing enough uh, milk. And so our puppies, they were fading just because they weren't, they weren't feeding, you know, adequately. They weren't being fed adequately. And so that's why we had to do it. We had the mama. She was, you know, she was there. She was trying. Yeah, she was. She was trying. She just, nothing, like her milk just didn't come in. She just didn't have enough milk being a first time mama. And, you know, for 11 puppies. And yeah. they were all trying to fight, you know, the puppies are trying to fight, you know, for, for the mama's teeth. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes um, the situations just happen where it's necessary for you to bottle feed. Yeah. Because they were underweight and not growing enough. And mm-hmm. yeah. so, okay. While you were coming up with this idea, you made it for yourself, then decided, okay, we need to make this an actual product. So going into production versus just making one sample for yourself is very, yes. very different. <laughs> Absolutely. So can you tell us what were some of the challenges and kind of learning experiences you've had? Um, I know you've been working on this for like four or five years, yes. so it's been quite a process. Oh, it, it has. We've learned some things, a lot of things along the way. <laughs> what are some of your biggest takeaways? Oh, my goodness. From there's just so many from getting from getting it uh, an idea in your head to getting a patent for it to getting manufacturers um you know just because you have an idea in your head you still have to you have to relate it i guess to other people and so i think that was the most difficult part for me is getting an idea from my head and relating it to other people so that they can actually get it on paper and uh an actual functioning product, you know, um, because you can create an idea in your head and it doesn't mean that it's going to function. So we mm-hmm. had to get it to where it was actually a working product. Um, yeah. I also feel like you, you could make something yourself, but trying to pass that on and have someone draw like the technical drawings. Yes. That's really different from just making it yourself. Absolutely. And you definitely need professionals to, you know, I don't have any kind of professional background like that at all. And so I, of course, had to hire some professionals to say, this is my idea. And I'd like you to kind of create it on paper for me. And so going back and forth on that, um, they will also, you know, offer input as to if it if it will work, if it will not, you know, engineer uh, engineers help you with that. Um, then you have, that's just the design on paper. Then you actually have to get someone to create it and find the people to create it. And that's where your manufacturers come in. And that was a whole other ballgame for me. <laughs> that's from other people I've talked to. That just seems like so hard. You just have to trial and error and keep calling it, around. It really was. It really was. That's why it's taken so long. Um, just finding different manufacturers, the perfect manufacturer, you know. Just because someone says they can make it um, doesn't mean that it's going to be up to up to the quality that that we were wanting. And so since the puppy nanny has so many different components, like the plushie and then the silicone insert and the heating element, 
does one place make all those things and put it all together for you? Or do you have to kind of assemble it in pieces? We do have to assemble it because we do have three different manufacturers. Um, well, four, if you want to count our, our box. Um, but for the actual product, she does have three different manufacturers. She has a plush manufacturer for the, for the actual dog. And then she has, we have a, a silicone manufacturer for the bladder. And then we also have one for the eating element as well. And so, so that was, that yeah, was, yeah, that makes a it challenge. a little bit, yeah, a lot it of, it was very parts. challenging. It was. <laughs> And so because we get them in that way, we, we actually assemble the product ourselves um, to send it out to the consumer. Um, but that's but we, kind of nice. Like, you know, that it's all going together correctly and you can absolutely. ship it out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. We like it like that because we get to do an extra, I guess, what you would call quality control. Because when we get it in, we also, you know, make sure the, the product um, is up to our standards as well. And with Puppy Nanny, like my mind is already going like, oh, you could have different dog breed designs. And I'm sure your mind is always thinking of new ideas. What are some of your plans for the future? Um, So that was one of our struggles too, is just finding something that would be kind of universal, you know, for all breeds. And so I went ahead and, you know, landed on, you know, what she looks like now. And we, we think she's adorable. We just think that, you know, we're like, oh, she's going to work with all breeds, you know, um, really sweet. She has a really sweet face. Um, so what's next for Puppy Nanny is uh, Kitty Nanny, because a lot of our shelters have reached out to us and let us know that the demand for kittens is actually uh, greater than it is puppies. And so yes. they say we're always we're always getting litters of kittens and like they're just pouring in and, and that would be great. So she's actually, you know, in the making, she's my next project. And will it be called kitty nanny? She's going to be kitty nanny. Yes. Yes. That's a really good idea because yeah, you're right. There is just like a rush of kittens in the springtime in every single city. (laughs) Yes. I had no idea, honestly, that there was more of demand for the kittens, but um, even at Super Zoo, a lot of the breeders and, you know, shelters came through and they're like, do you have one for cats? And I'm like, no, but, you know, I, I already have, you know, my graphic designer working something up and she's cut, you know, I, I can't exactly, you know, our timeline is, is kind of up in the air as to when we will launch a kitty nanny. Um, but yeah, she's, she's definitely one of our, our upcoming projects. That's such a good idea. Um, and so for Puppy Nanny, you're selling directly through your website, right? Yes. And are your, do you have plans to sell any in any other way? Um, we, we were kind of holding off to sell on Amazon just because we want to see how she's going to do through our website first. Um, also, it kind of, um, I want to say, kind of protects us from any kind of infringement mm-hmm. right now. Um, because Puppy Nanny is manufactured, you know, overseas. And unfortunately, our patent isn't protected there, um, which is the reason we also uh, have three different manufacturers, you know, that don't really know that she's put into one product. So That's very smart. Thank you. Yeah. So um, the reason being is that I think that if we put her on Amazon, she's just kind of uh, more exposed. And so we kind of just like to keep her, you know, 
in-house for a while to see how she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's doing great. So if if we need to expand to Amazon, then we will. But um, right now we're we're just looking at a bunch of wholesale. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's such a great point. I do hear so many stories of people being copied on there. Yes. And things that you would imagine couldn't be copied, but they figure it out. Exactly. I mean, that's, it's just worldwide, you you know, Amazon, Mm -hmm. you just go on there, you can find any idea and, you know, our love don't, you know, obtain to them. Right. And so it's just really easy to kind of be, you know, copycat. Yeah. But your product is so niche. Like I feel like you could partner with veterinarians or somebody like that, where it's not being posted all over the internet necessarily. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which it's really difficult to try to keep her uh, <laughs> hidden, but exposed, you know, we kind of don't want anybody to, you know, copycat her, but at the same time, we really want to get exposure for the right people that need her, you know? Yeah. And, so that's- and that's, it, that's an interesting challenge. I feel like in the dog or in the pet world, especially when it comes to like breeding um, or any anything that's like very niche dog, like dog shows or anything like that, that those people are hard to reach because they're not necessarily really online. Um, yes. And it's just, that's an interesting kind of issue. <laughs> yeah. It, it really has been a challenge because we are super protective of her and we know that, you know, uh, if you know someone someone else you know from overseas sees her of course they're going to try to mimic and and get her price down and so we kind of are trying to protect her from that but at the same time we're just like oh we need people to know that she exists because as soon as you know she exists if you're ever in this situation you know you're you're probably prone to go and, and buy her because you're so exhausted at this point. You're just like, I just need one of those puppy nannies, <laughs> you know? And my sister was in a, sim- a similar situation where, um, that you were talking about earlier and her, her, um, I want to say it was a Dodson, um, actually passed away. They ran her over in the street right after she had a litter of Aww. puppies. And my sister was devastated. And she was like, Oh my gosh, she goes, what do I, she's like, if you would have had this puppy nanny done, I could have used it. And it was so exhausted. She's just, uh, an elementary teacher. And so she was like, I had to get up and go to my class. And then, you know, on my lunch break, I had to come and feed the puppies. And she goes, I would have bought two of these puppy nannies if, you know, you would have had it on the market then. So it's not until you're in a situation where you, you actually need it. So yeah, she's, she's just um, one of those products that if you don't, if you don't, you're not in a situation where you're, you're needing her, it's really not for you. You're not going to really think of, you know, go getting a puppy nanny. Yeah. But I I feel like now that I know about it, I keep seeing things where I'm like, oh, they need a puppy nanny. <laughs> yes. Yes. It really does bring it to your attention now. It's like, oh yeah, that would be so much easier if they had one. And it's so awesome because um, our followers on our social media, they're like, I could have used this, you know, when this happened, oh my gosh, this would have been a lifesaver when this happened. And, you know, you, you just, I, I just really want people to know that she exists because if people know she exists and she's an actual product now um, that can help you, um, you're you're probably going to you know go buy her and you're going to need her. But yeah. if you've never been in that situation, because I've also had people like, why would you need that? You know, why would why wouldn't you just use the mama? You're like, well, you've obviously not been in that situation where you've needed to bottle feed. Yes. Well, we all know, you know, if you have pets, that if something can't go wrong, it will go wrong. So. <laughs> It's always good to have 
things to kind of help you out. So speaking of where can people go to learn more and maybe buy a puppy nanny if they're in need of one? So she's on sale on our website. Um, It's puppynanny.info. And um, we're actually having a Valentine's Day sale right now. Um, So we have instructional videos of how to use her um, troubleshooting as far as, you know, uh, cleaning, things like that. Any questions they have? Also, we have a, you know, we have a contact um, tab. If there's anybody that has questions, we answer them daily. We are so happy to answer any questions that anybody has as to how to use her or why would you need her? Right. Oh, and Josie, I wanted to ask, because you had mentioned donating to rescues and shelters. How do you pick those? Like if someone wants to nominate a shelter, can they do that on your website? Yes, they actually can. Um, So on our social media, um, if you follow us, um, we ask people to tag their their favorite shelter or um, shelters in their city so that we'll know because we don't know who to give them to. Honestly, we won't know unless you let us know. Um, so for every five cells, we do go on our social media and we will, you know, find somebody that says this shelter needs, you know, a puppy nanny because, you know, and then we just pick from there um, and we're we're going to pick a different shelter every time. Awesome. Um, so we really get this information from our followers without our followers letting us know where the need is. We wouldn't know. And well, so that's we, awesome because they're out. Everyone's out there, you know, seeing situations firsthand. Yes. So they, they know the best. Yes. And it's so great because our followers are like, oh, this shelter, you know, so-and-so and they'll list them. She goes, they'll, they, they would love this. You know, they're always saying that they, you know, they're having to bottle feed and they're having, and I'm just like, oh, okay, so this is, there's a need there. And so yeah. without, again, without them, we wouldn't know what the need was at. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Josie, it's been so great chatting with you. Uh, I, I mm. loved hearing about Puppy Nanny and your whole story. So thank you for sharing your time with us. Well, thank you for having me. All right, everyone, tune in next week. I will have a new solo episode for you here on the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode. Send me a note on Instagram at Wear Wag Repeat or find even more women petpreneurs to connect with in our private Facebook group called Wear Wag Repeat Labs. If you want to dig into more episodes, resources to grow your business, or find a link to something we discussed, it is all right there for you at wearwagrepeat.com. I'll see you back here next Wednesday for a fresh conversation.